welcome to In Strange Company. I'm your host, Marcus Strange. I believe we're a composite of the people with whom we surround ourselves. On this podcast, I sit down with some of the most interesting humans you could hope to meet and give you the opportunity to surround yourself with some amazing people. My guests and I share insights into creating authentic and purpose-filled lives. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate the company. Hey folks, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for this week's episode. I sit down with my good friends, Tyler and Leslie, and we talk all things podcasting. If you're interested at all in starting a podcast, this is the episode for you. I'm not gonna give any more spoilers. You're just gonna have to listen to our conversation. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get to the episode. Hi everyone, welcome back this week. I'm here with my friends Tyler and Leslie, and they are uh, good friends of mine that live here in Helena, and we're going to talk about something that we're, all three of us are passionate about, but first I wanted to start off with a, uh, a tough question for both of them. Leslie? Yes. What was your first car? Suzuki Samurai. Oh my gosh, uh, no way. 1985 or seven. And it was so lightweight that my friends would pick it up in the parking lot at high school and move it to another spot. <laughs> like you weren't trying to remember if you had five or seven of them, were you? Mm-mm. That was the year? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. No, that was my first car. I want to go over 55. <laughs> That's why no one can find them. She has, she has yeah. them all. <laughs> have them all. <laughs> she's like Batman, but with samurais. <laughs> I was going to say she's a Pokemon collector, except for samurais. Yeah. That was a good uh, little car. Yeah. Tyler, what about you? What was your first car? 1978 Grand Torino. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> with stars on the roof and a black light in the back. Nice. Mm-hmm. For some reason, whenever somebody says they had a Grand Torino, I think of Dominic Toretto from Fast and the Furious. Oh, yes. yeah. Yep. Yeah. He did not drive a Grand Torino. No. <laughs> I don't think he, he would not have approved of no. that. Do you have a picture of you in the Torino? No, that was before cameras were created. <laughs> 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 How old oh. are you? <laughs> Ancient. Well, so my first car was a yeah. Ford Tempo. It was in 1987, which was the year I was born, funny enough. Mm-hmm. And what was even crazier was it was my Grandma Strange's car that she gave to our family because she got to the point where she really shouldn't have been driving anymore. Oh, okay. The car only had 40,000 miles on it Whoa. because she only drove it to the grocery store and back. That's a score. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, the funny thing is I, I was on a date with Anna and the drive shaft cracked as we were pulling out of the driveway. So it wasn't really that great of a car, but how'd the date go? Not so great. (laughs) When you're you're trying to impress a girl, the last thing you want is for this beater car to break (laughs) down in the driveway. Was that your first date? No, that was the second date. That was like the date that was supposed to be like all fancy. We were going to go to like this nice restaurant and like go see a show. Uh, The first date was to a basketball game. Because I'm classy like that. I do remember that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, now that we've broken the ice, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Maybe Leslie, why don't you start? And then we'll go from there. Sounds good. 
I'm Leslie Redden. I work at the Department of Commerce for the Business and Tourism Department, which is super fun because I get to help people uh, when they call in. They ask, you know, what's a good place to see? (laughs) They want to know where to go. Glacier Park. In the summer, they want to know what fires are happening so they can avoid those. And that's for the state of Montana? Mm Mm-hmm, for the state of Montana. So you're like an index of vacation information. Yeah, Yeah. it's really fun. And then the business side, there's all sorts of people calling that want to start small business, so I just refer them to our small business department. But it's really fun. (laughs) It's fun to hear. I ask them questions, what they're going to do and what they want to do. And how long have you done that? Uh, A little over a year now. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. It's really fun. And then that's just part-time and on my spare time I like to write books and so I'm working on a third we recently moved so writing's been on like hiatus yeah moves do that yeah that's very cool so what what kind of books do you write so I write fantasy so young adult um the first one's called the wood king and the second one's called kingdom forgotten and they're kind of like uh c.s lewis J.R. tolkien kind of genre that's so cool they're I, really fun i love that kind of stuff when i was a kid it was so much fun to read that kind of those kinds of stories yeah i love to write i love to tell stories which is why we doing a podcast yeah we like people's stories well and the books are really good yes like they've got quite a story in them yes they do very yeah. good they're fun and then i have a children's bro- book i haven't published on the side no way. that i've written and then uh like a woman's devotional book too that are kind of in the works. Where can people find your books if they're interested? On Amazon.com. And they just type in my name and they'll come right up. We'll link to it in the show notes. We'll, we'll make it easy on them. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. Cool. What about you? Over uh, there. Well, uh, the work context, I, uh, I'm on the IT department at Blue Cross Blue Shield, Montana. So that takes a lot of my uh, daytime work efforts. And then uh, in the creative space, um, I'm an actor, do one to two shows a year at Grand Street Theater, enjoy that quite a bit. And um, what else? We both sit on the leader team at Mount Helena Community Church, fantastic group of people here in Helena, and we are also the hosts of the Big Sky Five podcast. Perfect yes, segue. Was that, that was a great segue. <laughs> so tell me, tell us about this podcast that you do because, I, and I don't, I'm not just saying this. It is a, it is a high quality podcast. It's super interesting and it's pretty unique. Thanks. Man. So Thanks. tell us all about your podcast. So the podcast was born out of the idea that um, there's quite a few great people in Montana and not all of them get to share their story with the world. And so we just created a podcast that's it's free of agenda. It's free of um, really kind of we're not trying to get home a point. What we're trying to do is just have a, a great conversation. So we call it the Big Sky Five because we ask the same five questions to all of our guests. And so they could be, um, you know, like last season, season one, um, we had uh, we had people from nonprofit space. We had people from. Uh, the school district on. We had people from the business sector and they just get to tell their story and we could uh, get to all learn from it. Mm-hmm. That's really fun. You don't know people's stories until they start talking. And even when we interview some of our friends, we didn't know their story all the way. So it's it's fascinating. 
And it's interesting when people don't know each other and they answer the same five questions and they end up having similar answers. That is interesting. When they don't know each other. So how, like, how are their answers similar? Uh, just like their belief systems or their mm. theology. It's just, and they don't, I just was fascinated because they don't know each other yet. They're kind of speaking the same language. Yeah, like our first question is, what three pieces of advice would you pass on to the next generation? And generally, everybody comes from the the same view, like we want you to do things better than we did. Mm -hmm. And here's how, here's some ways that we see that you could do it better. You know, rather than like the world competitive, well, I'm I'm the know-it-all, I know how to do it all. Everybody on the show has been like, here's some things I learned and you you get to stand on my shoulders that's cool we were on your podcast anna and i were the first guests on our podcast yes you were the inaugural guests yeah (laughs) and it was well first of all it was an, an incredible honor to be on the podcast but the cool thing for me as a guest was the the types of questions that you guys asked really made me do some self reflection Mm. and the the questions are not I mean, they're not, there's nothing out of left field. There was nothing that I was surprised when you guys asked, but I hadn't really dug deep into some of them. And so it was a lot of fun to really dig deep. And I think as I've listened to podcasts after that, I've gone through kind of that same exercise as I've listened to other people. It's made me really think, okay, this is what I said the first time I was, or I was on your podcast. If I were to do it again, how would I answer? Would I still answer the same way or are my views changing? Am I evolving? So I, I, it's a really fascinating set of questions that you guys ask. That's very interesting. And really, you you and Anna were, I still remember, you know, when we were throwing around this idea of a podcast, you guys were some of the initial champions that said, you should do this. And yeah. here's some ideas for some gear. And it was really like, that's why you guys were the inaugural guests because you guys were really the catalyst to say, no, you should do this. When, when's the drop date? Yeah. You you gave us, you gave us the little push that we needed with our idea. Mm -hmm. Well, it was a great idea. And I think, I mean, you guys are probably tired of hearing this, but people are excited for season two and, uh, we've been seriously delinquent with season two, (laughs) but (laughs) you had a show and then we moved. So there, and then we had a vacation. So there's reasons. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And we'll get into this later, but I think, Anybody that goes into doing a podcast, you need to know what your priorities are. For most of us, we're not doing this to make a living. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'm up front with my audience that if there's if there's a month where I just can't do it, then I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And if you come back, that's great. If you don't, that's fine. I'm not going to be offended. But I think, and like I said, we'll get into this later, I think people just need to be understand that it's not it's not your living per se and and it's a small percentage of people that that do it as a living and so one be passionate about it and two cut yourself some slack so when you're doing a play and you're moving it's okay but we all love it and we're excited for season two cool going back to season one of your podcast what was a an episode that really stuck out i would think for me it was a jay and anita shirley's episode okay um who are they? They are, so they're f- good friends of ours from church, but they are real estate agents or brokers at Big Sky Brokers. And then they also run the nonprofit um, Life House. Life Houses. And that's for kids who mm, they've aged out of foster care mm. and they need a place to stay and they try to give them life skills. 
for their adulthood and they're just an incredible couple that's cool but she told a story um during the podcast that knowing her as a friend for so many years i i had no idea that the story was in her and then she kept hinting around it and then we finally i think tyler asked her mm-hmm. what what is the story let's hear the story, let's hear the story. Yeah, and I think um, I th- it would be hard for me to like to choose an episode. I think my favorite question, maybe if I could answer it that way, yeah, is always our middle question, which is, "Tell me about an event that has shaped who you are," mm. because and you just hear that was the question yeah. we had asked Anita, and she just shared her heart. Yeah, and it's just really great. Like you're hearing somebody's foundation to what makes them them. And uh, I love that question. And usually it's in the middle because, you know, you don't want to you don't want to start a, the podcast with that because it is pretty it's a pretty intense question. Yeah. yeah. But I, I love that question. Was there a response to that question that people like an episode where somebody answered that in a way that really was powerful that you would recommend people go and listen to? Yeah. You know, um, the the last show we did in season one was with uh Papu Rincon, the owner of mm. 406. Yeah. And he is such a a connector. You know, that's that's what he does. He connects people to people. And I've known that for the longest time, but then um, I won't spoil the story. You'll have to hear it in, in um, episode six, but he tells about an event that happened in his life that has made him to be this great connector. And literally when I heard the story, my mouth opened and I said, that is why you are you. That is what made you the person we all know and love. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, wow. And, you know, it, it's a great story, but I'm not going to spoil it. No, definitely. People should go listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason, besides plugging your incredible podcast, <laughs> the main reason I wanted to, to chat with you guys is, I don't know about you, but since I've started doing a podcast, I've been getting a lot of questions from other people who want to start podcasts. So I thought the three of us could kind of um, just rift off each other and talk about what people should think about when they're thinking of doing a podcast. And the first thing that that comes to mind for me is, what's your why? Why do you want to do a podcast? If it's to get rich and famous and be the next Joe Rogan, me personally, I think you should maybe re-examine that motivation. Um, There's so many podcasts out there, and that's great. I think there should be. And in fact, I hope there's more because we each have a unique voice. We have unique circumstances. We have unique people in our circles. And so I listen to some incredible podcasts with incredible people that aren't incredibly popular. With that being said, if you're going into it, hoping to make it rich, that's probably not the best motivation. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I wanted to share my story. I wanted to share the conversations I was having and I mean, I have, I have an incredible circle of friends. You guys are incredible. The, the people that have been on the show so far have been incredible. And so I was, I'm not a great writer. Um, I'm really slow at it. And, and video is expensive and complicated. And if it's not high quality, so I thought, you know, podcasts are the way that I can share these conversations. And, and that was my motivation. What, what kind of motivated you guys and, and what would your advice be for someone who's trying to figure out if they should do a podcast or not as far as motivation goes. I think it kind of, for me, it started 
uh, we spoke together at church one mm-hmm. Sunday and we shared our story and it had such a good response afterwards and so many people came up to us afterwards and they suggested have you considered doing a podcast your story is really cool you two are fun to listen to and that for me kind of put the bug in my ear and it and kind of went from there yeah um we've got kind of a a fundamental belief in our life and marriage is that um people matter mm. and where you see a person you see a story and so it's just this I think it's it's kind of like a selfish thing we get to do. We get to have mm-hmm. these great conversations like we're having with you. Yeah. And people just happen to get to listen. But honestly, if there was no headphones, if there was no microphone, we'd still have the conversation. Right. Um, just because these, these are great people and they're doing some really cool things. You don't know how many times, well, you probably do because you guys work in this space, but you don't know how many times I've walked away from a conversation and been like, Dang it! Why could we not have just thrown on the headsets? Yes. Amen. Brother. That happens oh. so much. Yeah. Can we redo that? Yeah. <laughs> come back. Come back. Right. Capture that magic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, and I think you know, like, um, because your podcast is very similar. Like, at the end, one of the things we want is for people to be inspired. Yes, for the for the guests, but just at the potential. Like, you know what? Mm-hmm. There is potential to have great conversations. We don't have to keep talking about the weather or you know football and i mean those things are all great but at the at the end of the day you know i think those conversations are kind of mile markers in my life like oh man when when anna and marcus came over for the first time when when we met at mckenzie river that was a mile marker in friendship when we said you know what this will this will be on for the next 30 40 years Mm -hmm. yeah and those are the moments when i look back and say that was a mile marker yeah yeah i've been toying around with this idea of how to how to brand my podcast as a place where we have crucial conversations and not crucial conversations when sometimes i think when we say crucial we think of like this panicky kind of feeling Mm -hmm. but to me crucial is not necessarily a negative it just means that this is important this is high value this is something that that needs to happen like we need to be having these types of conversations like we're having right now and then one like what we had at Mackenzie River and really anytime we get together we have what I would consider crucial conversations Mm -hmm. but yeah and that's what I think I think that's a good foundation for people as they're starting a podcast is are you someone that likes to have crucial conversations and not like you said just talk about the weather yeah just staying on the surface there's a lot of that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and really like if that's what your podcast was I mean unless you're doing a meteorology <laughs> podcast. podcast or a which sports you, podcast. You can do that, which is I guess. kind of different yeah. than, because I think the other thing you have to answer is why would people devote such a time to listen to it? Mm-hmm. You know, what are they going to get out of it? What's the value in it? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. What's the why for them, for our listeners? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes back to the idea of story. Like if you are going to do a sports podcast and you are or a weather podcast or you're going to break down what the K- Kardashians wore. <laughs> it's it's not about them because people can get that information somewhere else, right? Like True. you can go to ESPN and you can get the sports. So it really is about you and what is your what is your why and your story for sharing that information. And and that's what will be powerful. It won't be the, you know, that, you know, whoever in baseball hit 40 home runs this season but it'll be you injected into that. So you really need to think about what is your why behind sharing that information. 
what's another piece of advice or something that people should think about? It takes time. Mm. It's not just sitting down with a microphone and a person and you hit record and there you go. It's all done. It takes time. You have to schedule the people, figure out what your questions are going to be, what your content's going to be. Uh, it, Yeah. There, there's a space in your brain for your podcast and you have to be willing to take that time. Yep. And I, I mean, before we started it, I knew there would be time given to it, but I didn't realize how much. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I couldn't say that any better. The, uh, I think I would add like, especially like with a podcast, cause we're, we're doing audio only. Mm-hmm. Um, it took us quite a long time to figure out the gear behind mm-hmm. it. Yeah. There's a learning curve to it. Yeah, like, um, you know, I, I was thinking, well, can we just hook up an iPhone and hit record? But we had to go through the whole thing of, you know, we knew we wanted to have multiple people on, so microphones and then how we're going to edit it. And there was, I'd say, a, a pretty steep learning curve with all, like, the like the just dirty logistics, website, promotion, admin, all the stuff that's not fun, but you got you to gotta get the word out somehow. Yeah. And so. Yeah different computer programs that we use to announce that we dropped a new podcast mm-hmm. and it goes to Facebook. Yeah. So Instagram we use, and Twitter. Yeah, we use that platform you recommended Buzzsprout. Yeah. Mm. Buzzsprout. And that's been fantastic because they do all, they take all the work out of it. We just publish it and it sends it everywhere. Going back to the time thing, that is something as far as the recording, the editing, the publishing, mm-hmm. the marketing, that all takes time and I don't know about you guys and maybe you have a a good sense of this but I would say that for every hour of content that I record produce I'm doing two to three hours of everything else yeah Yeah. it's it's about that for me is that it's about that Mm -hmm. for us too yeah I mean it's it's fun kind of going in there and and doing all that because you know it you know it's kind of like this whole process from beginning to ending when the episode finally drops you know and then engaging with your audience online yeah that's all fun but um it is still at the end of the day man it's it's work to get that thing out yeah and that's why you got to get your why down because if if you don't if you're not solid on your why then you know (laughs) pulling out all the (laughs) peas is gonna be it's gonna be drudgery and you're Mm -hmm. just gonna you're gonna get sick of it and you'll stop doing it but if you're solid on your why, then I love doing the post-production now. Yeah. And, and I I love trying to do it faster and learning these little shortcuts and tricks. Um, maybe we can just run folks, because our, our systems are pretty similar. Maybe we can just run folks through kind of, like what do you guys use for microphones, recorders, uh-huh. editing software? Yeah. We... Um we did, like I said, we did quite a bit of research. Um, we use Shure microphones, S-H-U-R-E. And then um, I'm just going to look up the brand of... We picked up a little um, little four-port soundboard to help with the mixing because we knew we wanted to do usually two people, well, Leslie and I hosting, and then, you know, one to two people as mm. our guests. Um, and so then we'll use GarageBand to edit it yeah and garage band took a little bit of learning like i felt like it was a learning curve because i'd never used it before but once i figured it out it was really fun awesome and tyler talk to me about the soundboard that you guys use so we found one from a 
a blog that I was on. It's called the Xenix Q1202 USB. Um, and it, it does have the four mic input. It's pretty basic. I mean, it's it's got the four mic inputs and you can do levels on those four mics. Um, but it's it's worked really well for us. Um, kind of like the the secret sauce to our recording is some software called Auphonic. Mm. And that basically just takes, it levels all your stuff, but it doesn't do just a, a straight level. Like it doesn't just dampen everything. It th- does a dynamic level where it, it really makes your your recording sound professional. And we use it we use it on every podcast. Every now podcast, yep. Once we got it. And what does that cost you a month? I think I'm that's guessing it's a monthly. I think it's eighty nine dollars a year. Yeah, I think you're right. What's the other thing we pay for? Um we pay for Alphonic, we pay for Buzzsprout. That's um right. that's a monthly subscription. We paid for some things along the way, like we got some uh some music for our our pre and post show mm. music. Um, we just paid for some music off of, uh, I think it was noise trade that we mm-hmm. got that music off of. And then um, we did outsource our logo to a design, um, like one of those website companies. And honestly, we didn't, we didn't like any of them. So we designed our logo. Yeah. Nice. We, did, <laughs> so we sat down together and did, did our own logo. Yeah. yeah. We're like, we're two creative people. We can figure this out. <laughs> yeah. And your logo looks awesome. Like, Thanks. It looks really good. Thank it, you. That was one of those things where it was like when it was done, I was like, I, d- I don't care. Let's just get it out because <laughs> I've spent way too long on this. Yeah, I think I feel like it, we worked on it like late into the evening. Yeah. And we were both kind of like done, like you said, like, <laughs> okay, I'm all done right. with this. <laughs> it's fine. Well, and that goes to something that I thought a lot about as I've kind of stumbled through this podcasting thing is everything is changeable and everything is fixable mm-hmm. yeah if you create a logo and four months into your podcast you absolutely hate it create a new podcast it's not the end of the world right. yeah if you like if you don't like the name of your podcast you can change that too yeah just yeah. do an episode and tell your folks that you're changing the name talk about why make it part of your story and change the name absolutely. people do it all the time it's it's really okay yeah. Um, don't get don't get stuck in your head that whatever you start with is what you have to quote unquote end with. You like you'll change things. I started off with these super cheap uh, Amazon mics uh, that they're Zach sound Z A X sound, and they're just these really basic condenser microphones. They were like ten bucks a piece, and I did the first two episodes with those and realized that they weren't what I wanted, and then I changed them. And it was nice. okay. It, it cost a little bit of money, but it wasn't the end of the world. So, yeah, I I think people should not stress so much about the details. Mm-hmm. It'll evolve. It'll change into what you want it to be. And you know, oh, go ahead. And it does cost a little money. It does. It yeah. just depends on how far you want to go with your podcast, like in True. terms of microphones and soundboards. It's yeah. kind of up to you. Yeah. You know, on that note, um, do you find that, I mean, because we're talking about like gear and what we had to get set up and all that, but do you find that it was actually easier than you thought to start a podcast? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Once once I had the money and the budget to do what I wanted to do, surprisingly easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think people also get a little too like wrapped up in their own head that this is something super complicated. I I had a friend that wanted to start a podcast and he didn't want to spend a lot of money. And I said, okay, literally go on to 
Amazon buy those Zach sound microphones because they're good microphones mm-hmm. buy a, a pop screen and you're into that maybe 30 40 bucks sure. right there for two microphones and then you can download a free app on your phone that gives you almost the same kind of control that you could get with a soundboard it's not mm-hmm. perfect but you can do pretty close you can export it into a wave format or mp3 mp4 whatever whatever format you can export it in just drop it in dropbox and then i use audacity to edit mine which is free cool and then you you can host your own but really i mean for i think it's what do you remember what the base on buzzsprout is is it nine bucks a month yeah we pay 12 okay i just saw the bill the other day oh okay yeah and that's um because i think um when we are releasing episodes, we're doing two a month. Mm. And so I think we had to go up to that $12 a month to just for duration. Oh, okay. that's right. Yeah. But still 12 bucks a month and they handle all the distribution. I'm like, Psh, it's worth it. Yeah. You're hired. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and you would need in that case, the example I was talking about, you need a splitter oh, for the yep. microphone. So that's yeah. like five bucks on Amazon. So you're looking at 45 bucks worth of equipment, free editing software, free recording software on your phone so whatever your phone bill is i mean but you're paying that already anyway and then if you want to splurge a little bit pay 12 bucks a month for hosting or teach yourself how to host it yourself if you don't want to pay that so i mean really you could theoretically do a podcast for startup fee of 45 bucks right and you're in you're in the market yep i mean it's that simple yeah Yeah, and there's not super complicated no there's so many like tutorials out there like especially like buzzsprout has a great blog section now of how to get your podcast up off the ground um i don't work for buzzsprout but they've just had some great or some great services lately yeah um but man it's just i thought that i was gonna have to learn all this like html coding Mm -hmm. to do a podcast and like nope just i think the hardest thing that we run into is just scheduling Mm -hmm. scheduling people and scheduling their um, the time to do the interviews mm-hmm. that's probably our biggest yeah. challenge yeah but we know the why and we love love doing it yeah and we try our best to work with their schedules mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I am gonna fanboy out on Buzzsprout for a second because it's it's an incredible service they do all the hosting and I think one of you mentioned earlier that they um, export it to all the major platforms mm-hmm. every single time so you don't have to think about it. You get a website. Yeah. You get... Uh, they do those video sound bites. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Which yep. like I've been messing around with a little bit. Right, those are cool. Yeah, and you can also... Um, you can do a transcript if you want to get a transcript of the audio. Oh. I mean, there's there's just a lot of features and the the blog posts and the YouTube videos and the how to those are all free. I yeah. mean, so anybody can get those. Um I like it. I think if you're going to if you're going to do this podcasting thing, make it as easy on yourself as possible and yeah. invest in them. Um Lipsyn is another one that I've heard people okay. use. Huh. But I I haven't personally used it. Is that similar to Buzzsprout? It is similar to Buzzsprout. Okay. Um I like the interface with Buzzsprout. Yeah. Like I said, I haven't spent a lot of time with Lipson, but I looked on it really briefly and it just it looked kind of dated. Mm. Mm. Buzzsprout looks very fresh, very easy to use, pretty intuitive. Yeah, it's pretty simple to learn. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the owners are so responsive on social media. Yeah. Like anytime mm-hmm. you have a question, they're like, yep, here, here's how you do this or here's how I do that. And I'm like, you guys are awesome. Yeah. Like I'm paying you 12 bucks a month and you would think that they were on the team and totally invested. Are you guys in the Facebook community for Buzzsprout? Yeah. That's been mm-hmm. an incredibly helpful resource for me as I've had different questions. I was just on there. I don't remember what the question was now, but I had a question the other day and I kind of scrolled through the recent conversations and I found somebody that had the same question and cool. got got it answered. I mean, it's Yeah, and I saw you post on the like they have that Monday thing like tell us what your latest episode is yeah. and you can plug your episode. Oh, yep. I didn't awesome. know they did that. Yeah. yeah. You guys should definitely do that when the new season launches. Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. I'm yep. starting I'm starting to hear a theme here. I mean, <laughs> when you guys launch it, <laughs> right. you can share it. If ever. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's in process. It totally is. I'm just, I'm excited because I love it. It's a good, it's a good listen. Um, I should just run real quick. I'm going to run through what my gear is. Um, yeah. So I use the Zoom H6N as a November. Um, it's a portable recorder. It's got four inputs, and you can add an adapter to make it six. Uh, it's incredibly versatile. I have not even tapped into all the different functions that mine has, but I really wanted the the capability to be mobile. Cool. So I went with that, and then I keep it super simple. I actually don't use a mixer or a soundboard of any kind. I do it all in Audacity in post, which maybe takes me a little bit more time, but I'm I'm okay with that just because I didn't feel like spending the money on the budget. And I put my money into uh, the uh, Audio Technica B as in boy, P as in Peter, H as in Henry, S1 headset microphones. So they kind of look like your helicopter pilot. Yeah. And I like it because I can get people set up with the mic a specific distance from their mouth and then their hands are completely free. They can move around. I move a lot and I always worry that I'm not the right distance from the mic. So oh, sure. But that's that, cool. That was just me. And these are, um, once again, just easier for travel. And then I do have a headphone amp, which is a Personas. I think I'm saying that right. Personas P R E S O N as a November U S headphone amp. And I like that because it lets me kind of control the volume better on the headsets and just makes it a better listening experience for the people that are on. And that's that's my basic setup. It's pretty simple. Um, I do, like I said, I do most of the the stuff that I would do on a mixer and post anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's been a learning experience for sure. But I feel like I'm in a good place right now. I really like these headphones. Yeah, they're they're, nice. they're um they're convenient. They're portable they're a little pricey which is why i didn't get the mixer but honestly i bought all of this off of ebay oh wow yeah um don't get grossed out but a couple of these headsets are used i'm not going to tell you which (gasps) ones (laughs) oh no (laughs) i promise i cleaned them ahead of time uh but that you know that saved me some money on them um and then same thing with the recorder and the the amp and i mean everything works great so that's a that's a great way if you guys are trying to save money, just go on eBay, like all the equipment's yeah, there. That's a super good idea. That's a really yeah. good idea. You talked a little bit about some of the challenges of doing a podcast. What's the best part for you guys about doing a podcast? 
I love hearing people's stories. I love writing stories. So I, I just feel like I soak up people's stories. And then I like, I think about them after the podcast, like what they told us, who they are, what stories are they into in the middle of right now? What ones are they going to start in this new year, next year? Like, I love that part. I would, I would completely agree. I think that, you know, largely we're, we're becoming a generation that just is pretty independent. You know, if we want to figure something out, we can YouTube it, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that we lose in that is that we're just not dependent upon one another. Like we're not passing our culture down or just taking time to have those conversations. And so one of the things I love is just like, you know, I, I can't learn this stuff from a YouTube video because mm-hmm. nobody's going to sit there and record themselves talking about this stuff. And so when, when we tell these, these stories, which we're just telling somebody else's story, um, we get to hear something that is just, it's rare and it's uncommon. And I just can't get it anywhere else with these people in Helena and in Montana where I'm just like, wow, this, if you didn't have these conversations, I don't know when I would get this from you. Mm-hmm. And so it's, that's one of the reasons we just love doing it. Well, and it's fun to know, I mean, we're just, reaching out to people in Helena right now and it's fun to know who makes up our community. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Who are we living with? Who are we seeing day to day? What is their story? Yeah. What can we learn from them? I think is something that's pretty valuable. Yeah, and like we've we've told our listeners like, you know, we're obviously a lot of our circle is in Helena, but we named it Big Sky Five intentionally. So it's like we're we're set up to do remote interviews. So if there's somebody said, Man, there's there's this great lady in Haver, um, that you guys should have on your show. Yeah, send us the info. Let's let's talk about it because yeah. we're we are more than capable of doing that. Yeah, that that's our hope is to go beyond Helena mm-hmm. and reach out to the rest of Big Sky. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I love it. How about you? <sighs> Give me the question again. I gotta. Why? What's what's one of the things that you love about doing a podcast? You know. One of the things I love about doing a podcast is actually not not so much um, something for me necessarily, but I really am a subscriber to the idea that you are the sum of the people that you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love the idea that through doing a podcast, I am giving other people an opportunity to surround themselves with the incredible humans that I get to surround myself with because from you guys to my friend Amber Amber who survived a bear attack to my friend Jason who teaches me how to go turkey hunting and my friend Chris and Kent and I mean just go through the list of people that I've had on there they're all incredible humans that have really impacted my life and I like to think that by sharing them my community with a, a broader community that that people are getting to surround themselves with quality people mm-hmm. that will raise the quality of their life. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I get, I don't know, uh, like four or five listens from the Middle East every episode and then five to ten from Europe and then, you know, most of them are from the United States. But it's really cool to see how this very unimportant person in Helena, Montana is sharing important people and important stories that go all around the world. So and cool. 
yeah it's just it's amazing and and once again that that's doesn't do anything for me but i like to think that i i'm able to contribute something to the world i live in and that's that's why i like doing it Mm -hmm. absolutely and and the ability for our podcasts to connect people that you know like hey i recognize your voice or this story you you told about escaping a bear like i heard your story and so now i feel like i know you yeah and with that podcast in particular that was very cool because she trusted me with her story she hadn't done any she'd done one other interview but she was very cautious about who to trust that story with and i took that very seriously um that that she was putting she was putting her trust in me and that's what all of our guests do yeah with you guys or whoever they're very vulnerable conversations that Mm -hmm. we're having with people um and and that's that's cool to uh to be with someone and to hold that that trust and and i take that very seriously so it's uh it's neat yeah you've had some great conversations on your podcast (laughs) just like you know like i didn't grow up as a hunter but the thing i love about your podcast is you make hunting and just like the outdoor lifestyle you make it um accessible yeah to people thank you that don't hunt and i'm like yeah you don't have to be a hunter to listen to it yeah i'm like i don't conversation and it's like i don't feel like an idiot you know listening (laughs) to your podcast where it's a bunch of jargon it's just like no you this is stuff that i'd be interested in Mm -hmm. yeah well and the idea and i've the like i talked about earlier my podcast is evolving and people that that listen to it might have noticed that the description changed it's no longer uh we talk about hunting and how to make life epic or whatever it was before now it's we talk about hunting and conservation mindful living because i think being intentional in our lives is a very important thing not just going through life on autopilot but Mm -hmm. actually thinking about thinking about life and about the things that matter um and then the third part of that is how to be a good human Mm-hmm. And that's those awesome. are those are the things that the podcast is about, and and that's been fun to identify. But yeah, anybody can listen to the podcast. It's not just for hunters. And have you decided what your Mondays are going to be called? I have dun, not. Dun, dun. I have not yet. I have not. <laughs> I am struggling. I am struggling, and I'm probably overthinking it too much. But that's mm. yeah. It's it's a uh, a constant. It's a constant thought that is weighing on my mind of what to call those monday episodes because you still have an ipad to give away to the winner of that right (laughs) (laughs) yeah that uh that blue cross blue shield is donating (laughs) the it department specifically i'll have to check into that (laughs) i'll get back to you (laughs) Uh, so with you with your all's podcast what is something you feel like you could do better that's a good question Right now, I feel like just be more consistent with it. Oh, come on. Because <laughs> <laughs> our when season was so short. And then our plan was to take just a month or two off and to actually like announce that we were going to take a break for mm-hmm. a little bit. But we didn't do that. And so it just kind of ended. And then there was nothing. And so yeah, this coming season, when that season comes to end, I would like to say... Our season is coming to an end. We look forward to seeing you next season. Like just yeah. a little blurb instead of nothing. Yeah, this indefinite void. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay. Um, 
I really want to get us to the point, like right now, I love interviewing our friends and people in our circles, and I love that because we get to know them better, but I would love to get to the point where, you know, somebody sends us a request like, hey, you know, um, here's my friend Joe who lives in Dillon, and, you know, he's a, he's a blank, mm-hmm. and I think you should have him on, and I would just love to get to the point where I'm completely surprised by his story because I don't know any of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like almost you know? people nominating other people for the podcast. Right. Right. Because as, as the seasons go on, and they will, um, we'll probably get to the point where it's like, okay, um, let's let's reach out to somebody that we have no idea who they are, but my friend Marcus recommended this lady, and uh, I, I'm going to take his word on it, and I want to hear her story. That's cool. And then yeah. – the other thing I'd like to see us do is to get our listeners involved somehow, like to get mm-hmm. them yeah. participating in our podcast, whether it be questions that they suggest to us or reaching out to us on Facebook or Instagram. That's a good idea. Yeah. Having a little bit of a two-way conversation. Yeah. So it's not That's just good, us and idea. our podcast, but our listeners can contribute too. Yeah. Cool. That's a really good idea. For me... As I, because th- I was thinking about this as I was prepping, the the thing that I really want to improve on is the quality of the post production. Mm. I I don't think I'm doing a terrible job, but I'm not where I want to be. I feel like it, the the sound quality could be better. I feel like the just the editing overall. I'm and that might be because I'm just uh, a perfectionist at heart. But I'd really like to get that. And then, like I said, the, the podcast is kind of in this evolving state and, and that's fine. And I'm trying to be comfortable with that and kind of just lean into that. But I'd really like to, I mean, I love the name Urban to Country, but I'm even thinking about is that is that the name that communicates what it is that this podcast is all about? So, I mean, there's all these different thoughts. So that's another thing I think I could do better is solidify the identity of what this platform is going to be so well, anyway that's well, great it's evolving so yeah <laughs> yeah i mean because that that's totally vision man because it's like yeah. well you you never arrive and you always see the the picture of the better tomorrow and mm-hmm. it's just like you're you're taking people there yeah mm-hmm. cool well that makes me feel better yeah what what is something that you're really proud about with the podcast something where you look at what you're doing and you say man like this makes me this makes me feel good we're doing this right uh, I could, I could just say like those those stories that we didn't even know that were there, and that somebody were, that somebody was vulnerable enough to share, like you said, mm-hmm. and the story went out, and I'm just like, wow, like, I mean, it might be naive for me to think this, but I'm like, you just made Helena better. Mm. When our listeners heard that, you made our community better because you inspired people with hope, and you inspired people with, yeah, if they can do that, then I can do this. Yeah. Oh, I just got chills. <laughs> yeah. I love that. What do you think, Leslie? It's kind of what I was going to say, too. I like I like that we actually started the podcast. Like that we didn't just mm. sit on the idea and think about, ah, that's a cool idea. That is really true. Yeah, oh, man. And like just process it and we should do that and just keep saying, yeah, we'll get to it. And life's busy. And we'll get to it another day. Like I like that we actually put action behind our dream and made it happen. That's a good point. Yeah. Are you guys I mean this is this is incredible. I'm just getting like 
all the feels from this conversation because what you were talking about was something that I was studying about today. There's a really awesome quote from Theodore Roosevelt and usually people just call it the man in the arena. Oh, I love that. That's That's what I want on my wall. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And what you were saying, Leslie, totally made me think of this last part where he says, oh, where is it? I'm just going to jump in. He says, who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. Mm-hmm. And that is like totally what you guys did. You just oh, jumped man. in. And and that's that's why I wanted to have you guys on is because there's so many people like you who have a voice who could make an impact like you guys are making. And we just need them to share their voice. Yeah. And whether that's, you know, coming on the big sky five or starting their own podcast like mm-hmm. our community our and when i say community i don't mean just like the helena community like our community as as humans needs their stories yeah absolutely yeah. i mean because there's a message in there that you have what it takes yeah and i think a lot of us everybody in this room would say well who are we to start a podcast and it's just like no there's this message like you have what it takes and yeah. the world needs your skill the world needs your gift and man that man in the arena I, I want it on my wall that's what i'm saying <laughs> what wall i don't care well and with our culture how it is so many people communicate through email facebook instagram twitter mm-hmm. it's all electronic and you lose the human interaction right and to do a podcast mm-hmm. like this i mean people are listening they're not sitting here with us but there's that communication that's happening with a real human that's keeping our culture our people it's keeping us alive and up to date absolutely yeah so this is the man in the arena quote and what i'm about to say right now this is a preview of an upcoming monday episode so spoiler alerts i just read uh this from a book that i'm going to do a review on so i'm not going to say the name of it but there's a book i'm reading and in there he the author talks about this concept that it is literally impossible to fail as long as you try the only failure is not trying and what his point was was when you try something and it doesn't go the way you thought it should go or the way other people thought it should go that is not failing that is feedback for you to try again right. and get it right the next time and he says no matter how many times you try and quote unquote fail you're not actually failing you're just learning how to do it better and learning about yourself and and he mm-hmm. says that that trying gives you so much data to work with that it's not a failure and we shouldn't look at it like a failure and so to anybody that's questioning whether or not they should jump into this world of podcasting just give it a try you'll learn mm-hmm. if you like it or not record a bunch of episodes and it at the worst, you'll have a bunch of conversations that you recorded and they'll sit on a hard drive somewhere. <laughs> right. And True. That's <laughs> literally the worst thing that could happen, right? Yeah. Right. Right. And you may have spent a few dollars. Yep. You may have spent a few dollars. The best thing that could happen is you could be the next Joe Rogan. Like, yeah, I mean, that's right. That's you may start making lots of money and have to create a business. And, and your life would be rough. <laughs> Man, I tell <laughs> you what. I've heard that Google, one of their interview questions is, tell me about your last failure. Mm. And if you answer, I didn't have one or I don't know, you're instantly out because they don't want people that have not tried and failed. That's cool. Yeah, because yeah. you learn from your mistakes. Right. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of a single person I r- 
deeply respect who hasn't had some major failures yeah. in their lives. Yeah. I mean, I just can't. Do you guys want to add anything else about podcasting before we get to the final questions? I mean, this has been a phenomenal conversation so far. Yeah, I agree. Nothing I can think of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say, as far as like where you record, mm. that's something that we've kind of, we would rent out a room at our church, basically, and that worked, but if people were out in the hallway, that made it a little difficult, and so now we have a studio in our house that, in our new house that we can use but that's something you have to consider like where are you going to record what's the acoustics um yeah yeah and i'll just say the simplest way to fix the acoustics in any room so bad acoustics come and my recording space is a perfect example of this but bad acoustics come from blank walls is Mm. the simplest way to think about it because it Mm -hmm. creates echo um even if you don't hear the echo your microphone is picking up the echo I compensate for that with turning the gain down on my recorder to where hopefully I'm not getting too much feedback. But ideally what you want is you want things on the wall that are gonna break up that echo. So if you have a space, one really simple thing you could do is hang some blankets. Um, Just, it doesn't have to be all the way around, but if you have like a, well, all rooms have four walls, but (laughs) 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 oh boy. Uh, Just hang, hang blankets off of each of the four walls get creative with how you do that, but that'll help break up some of that. If you have a permanent space, like what you guys have, um, it's really simple to just go get some foam and mount that to your walls and that'll do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that's a great point. I'm really glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. That'll make a significant improvement in the quality of people's audio. Right. So I should really do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I like to ask, uh, a couple of final questions and since you guys are such fascinating people I'm just gonna pick a couple ones that I haven't done recently whoever wants to answer this go ahead but the question that I've been thinking about recently is what is a myth that you've been buying into or have bought into that you now reject mm. I think you're gonna have to edit out this long pause no that's okay <laughs> we can edit out pretty much anything I'll I will give you an example um, for myself, a myth that I bought into for a long, long time was that I was stuck. This idea of being stuck that I couldn't do whatever whatever it was that like that I was kind of a a a victim of my circumstances, so to speak. Hmm. And when I changed careers and um, started hunting and doing all these different things, I started rejecting that idea that I was a victim of my circumstances and started doing some pretty um, <laughs> pretty gutsy things that that could have been epic failures and not resulted in, in what I wanted necessarily. But I just got to the point where I rejected the idea that that I couldn't go for what I wanted. And, mm-hmm. and so that's a myth that I rejected in my life. Wow. Yeah. I'd say for me... It's, um, so I've struggled a lot with health stuff, Mm. a lot of dietary restrictions, and I kind of just believed that that was my lot in life Mm. after going to the doctors and the conventional medicine and for them to finally just say, when you have these awful 
well, they're basically allergic reactions to every kind of food you can think of. You are going to have to come to the emergency room every time, and you're going to be put on a morphine drip, and that, and you're going to have to carry around an EpiPen. Holy cow! And so when they said that to me, I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree with you. And that and that was like my wake up call. That was my moment of like, I think God wants something better for me, and I'm not that old. <laughs> um, I want to live life, and I don't want to live it in constant fear of food basically. And so I started to do research and ask people questions and where do you go for health stuff that's not at the hospital and conventional medicine. So I ended up at Dynamic Health and I may not understand all the stuff they do, Mm -hmm. but since going there, I can now, I eat eggs, I can touch nickel and don't have hives, I can eat gluten and yeast. Like, as where before, if I ate any of that, I would go into f- severe pain and wow. throw up and get super sick. And it took, it's taken what, like 15 years of trial and error to finally come to that point. Like, no, I refuse that and I want something better for myself. That's cool. And diet, exercise is a part of that too. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Uh, I think like something that I um, like the author John Eldridge quotes this as the the question that haunts every man and I alluded to it earlier but it's do I have what it takes and Mm. most you know most men especially like in our season of life you know the 20 to 50 would say well I, I don't have what it takes and there's just been like a few situations in life lately where um I don't know. There's just been like this reminder that it's just like, not only do you have what it takes, but you are capable of so much more, you know? Um, for example, um, we, we used to work at a church in Michigan. We lived there for four years and recently they, they called and said, Hey, we're doing a a men's retreat. Would you come and, and speak at our retreat? And I said, sure. You know, how many, how many sessions? They said, well, we have four and then one on Sunday. And I said, well, that's five if my math serves me correctly. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what do I have to say for five sessions? And it was just this journey of like, um, do I have what it takes? But then at the end of it, you know, I wasn't exhausted. It wasn't like I hated people at the end of it. Sure, I was I was tired, but I was like, wow, I, I'm, I'm actually capable of more than I thought. That's cool. And so it's just this lesson of like, yeah, when, you know, like put on the extra you know, the extra plate when you're lifting or go out an hour later with that person or whatever it is, like, like test, test your limit. Cause you'd be surprised how your body and your spirit answers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love it. What's your definition of happiness? Hmm. That's a great question. You guys aren't the only ones that can ask tough questions. Dang. <laughs> 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 I like that question a lot. Um, What's your definition of happiness? <laughs> my, my definition. No, it's no, it's totally fair. Uh, this is something I've thought a lot about right now. And like with most things, this is evolving and changing. But my definition of happiness is the pursuit of my best self. Hmm. As long as I am pursuing m- being the best that, that I can be, being a high-quality human, um, being 
thoughtful and mindful and intentional in the way I live my life and pursuing that, that, that brings me happiness um, because that permeates out into everything else. I, I firmly believe uh, that we put our own oxygen masks on first before we help the children, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, I think if you're, if, you're not, um, if you're not filling your cup on a daily basis, and, and that doesn't mean being selfish, that means um, doing a lot of selfless things. I think as long as you're pursuing that goodness in yourself and trying to um, identify areas of improvement and then looking to improve those, I think that is where we'll become truly happy. I think most people who are unhappy it's because they haven't taken ownership of their life. They blame their circumstances or other people for their unhappiness versus the people that I see that are truly happy are constantly reflecting or being mindful or being intentional and pursuing being their best selves. So hmm. that's to me, that's what, what happiness is. It's really good. Yeah. And that could change in a week. So ask me again in a week. Yeah. <laughs> guess i'll go yeah it's a really hard question to answer yeah and uh i don't always answer it well like just within my interior monologue but i was thinking like you know like in the old testament you know god gave his people all these laws and all these rules to live by in the new testament when jesus came you know some of the religious leaders were asking him like hey which which of these commandments is the most important because they were trying to trap him Mm -hmm. because they wanted ultimately overthrow what he was trying to do and and he basically said they all these commandments can be summarized in two the most important is love the lord your god with all your heart soul and mind and the second is like it love your neighbor and i think if i'm doing those two um i can see a plan and a future and a hope for myself but then i can see that for other people and then i can end up believing the best because when i stop believing that when i stop doing that I get selfish, I get um, cranky, I get pessimistic, which are just not characteristics of me. And so when I, when I kind of put on the 30,000 foot view of humanity and say, you know what, God loves these people, I need to love these people and here's my role in it, that is when all these byproducts start happening in me and that's when I'm, that's when I'm my best self. Yeah, I was thinking about that love thy neighbor as thyself. Um, mm-hmm. I was listening to another podcast and the guest was formerly Christian, currently, what did he call himself? Hopefully agnostic is what he called himself. Yeah. 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 And, and I was thinking about that and it got me thinking, well, that, that commandment, um, from the, the savior, Jesus Christ to love thy neighbor as thyself, that would still bring this man happiness. That is, that is a concept that permeates any, philosophy right i was just thinking about that and i'm really glad you said that because i i agree i think that 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 precept brings a lot of happiness for people yeah that's cool imagine a world that we could live in if if everybody just woke up in the morning saying okay you know i have a job to do yes and i want to provide for my family and all that but at the base of it it's like how can i focus on the person at the starbucks drive-thru or what can i do for that coworker who i really get annoyed by like it would just it would literally change your world and yeah. it would change their world that's kind of what i was going to say like happiness in my mind is i put god first in my day if i'd start my day out right and no don't focus on myself right away 
I put him first and then I think about others first throughout my day. And mm-hmm. if I can do that one thing, it makes me happy and I know it makes others happy. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of it is if I like to look at life as like an adventure and if I can bring my friends and the people around me on that adventure with me, that makes me happy. So I hope it would make them happy too. It does. <laughs> That's cool. As your co-pilot, it does. Oh, good. Yeah. I like to have adventures. I do too. Yeah. And I think f- for me, what I've realized is adventures are found in the mundane. Mm-hmm. Mm. One person's mundane is another person's adventure. Yeah. And that's that's cool. That means you can be having an adventure anywhere at any time. Mm-hmm. Planting flowers in my yard. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> yep. Final question. I like to ask everybody this. What is one thing that the people listening right now should go out and do? Mm. Hmm. I'm going to give an unusual answer. Oh, I love it. It was the first thing that I thought of. Cool. Uh, If your parents are still around, Mm. call them today. Mm. And just for no other reason, just to call them and say hello. That's really good. Yeah. My parents passed away when I was uh, when in the year 2007, and so that was the f- literally the first question. Like, if I could do anything, I would I would call my parents today. Mm. My first thought was, if there's something you want to do, and you've been thinking about it, just go out there and do it. Don't just sit there and think about it. Like my book writing would have never happened if I just sat there and thought about my book. I went out there and I did it. And now I have two published books and other ones in the works. But if there's a dream out there, something you want to do, do it. I love it. That's a great question. Those are all great questions. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You must have a podcast. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, you guys should see the document on my phone. Whenever I have these questions that I think about a lot, they go go in there. And so, and that's, I mean, another piece of advice for people if you're doing a podcast just as these questions come to you, write them down your phone. Mm-hmm. And so you guys and my other guests actually helped me think through some of these deep questions that, that I think about. So thank That's you awesome. for helping me get my, uh, my brain sorted out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to recognize you guys as we end the podcast for putting good out into the world. There's, there's an opportunity for people to be selfish and just focus on themselves. And it's super refreshing to have friends in my life who put goodness out into the world and who I can identify with. And I'm super edified every single time I'm around you and listen to your podcast. So thank you for sharing that goodness with the world. And we all look forward to the launch of season two. Thank you. So do we, yeah, I would, I'm just so thankful for the time that we had. And I mean, this has been great conversation. Yeah. This has been really fun. Really fun. Got to Mm -hmm. talk about podcasts, but you know, get to have one of those crucial conversations you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So fun. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on and we'll, uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. I don't know why I just said that. We're not going (laughs) to end like that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. This is take two of the signing off. So Tyler and Leslie, it was great to have you on. Really appreciate you. And until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side. We'll catch you on the flip side. I guess (laughs) that's how we're ending the podcast. Hey friends, me again. 
Just a quick reminder that if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you prefer. See ya. Bye.